Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Boundless Gamers podcast. This is episode 51. My name is Mike, and joining me today is uh, nobody. Absolutely nobody. I'm flying solo today. Uh, well, not completely solo, because if you've listened to my previous solo episodes, I usually have Jason in my headset via a PlayStation party. But in this episode, it's not just Jason. George, who we've mentioned on the channel, the channel, I'm thinking like this is YouTube, not channel, that we've mentioned on the podcast many times, he's actually listening in on this as well. So I have two people in my headset talking from time to time. So if it sounds like I'm kind of crazy, I'm not. It's just I'm replying to invisible ghosts that you guys can't hear, but they're there. So, uh, yeah, Ash uh, has a migraine, Indy is busy with a few things right now, and Jacques was just not in the mood to do an episode, and I get that. There's some days you just don't want to do it. You don't want to do anything. You just kind of want to stare at the wall and uh, do that for a few hours. But no, he's he's not doing that. He's probably playing, uh, what was he playing? Uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, he's playing Cyberpunk 2077 right now, and he probably just wants to play more of that. And I don't blame him. I mean, it is a good game. I had my issues with it. But that's a story for another time. Actually, well, no, I mentioned that in the past on one of our previous episodes. If you want to go dig it up and look, be my guest, I'm not going to point you in the direction. Because I have no idea what episode it was when I was talking about that. So anyways, doesn't matter. I'm rambling. Enough of that. Let's get on with the show. But yes. In this episode, I'm going to talk about NECA. You saw the title. It says, Let's Talk NECA. I'm going to talk about NECA collectibles and just the company itself because uh, it's a very important company to me. And that's because it's the reason why I'm doing this right now. I mean, they're the reason why I'm doing this right now. They're the reason why I had a YouTube channel uh, back in the day. It all started with NECA. I bought an Aliens Private Hudson. It was the year 2013. It was Series 1 wave. Once I saw those figures, they motivated me to start a YouTube channel. And then when I started doing the YouTube channel, I would do toy reviews. I did NECA, McFarlane, Mattel, Diamond Select Toys. You know, the list goes on. I, I did a wide range of reviews on many different collectible products. But NECA was one of the primary ones I focused on. I probably did 60, 70 NECA reviews, and I'm not joking when I say that. So I'm like knee deep with the NECA brand. Like I know a lot about their stuff and they make a lot of video game collectibles. So that's why I'm bringing it onto the show I know some of you are probably saying, well, this is a video game podcast. You're talking about toys again. But no, NECA makes a lot of video game action figures. They've done God of War. They've done tons of other shit like Bioshock, Resident Evil, uh, Army of Two, believe it or not, Crisis, Dead Space. The list goes on. And they don't do a whole lot of that now. They mostly just focus on movies and just old-time classics, like they're currently working with the Universal Monsters line, they're busy with that, 
but once in a while they still put out video game uh releases and the newest one that's about to come out i believe is the last of us two pack one that comes with ellie and joel from part two uh it should be out this month and i have it pre-ordered but eh, it's just keeps getting pushed back because you know when neca toys their stuff gets delayed frequently and that has to do with a lot of different things production issues uh manufacturing problems or whatever the case might be so that's just a normal thing so i don't expect to see that two pack until probably september or, or october just trying to be realistic here because that's just how it is but yeah i love this brand uh even Though it has its faults, and they have a lot of issues, the NECA products, like, there's times the limbs snap, the the ankles are stiff, and you try to turn it, and it just breaks apart in your hands, and stuff like that. Now, they've gotten a lot better over the years, but it still happens from time to time, because a lot of people, when they pull their action figures out of the boxes, they want to move them around, like, immediately, like you're supposed to do with it because it's an action figure. But when it comes to NECA collectibles, you kind of have to go the extra mile with heating it up, putting it in hot water, getting a hair dryer. Jason's probably going to laugh any second because I'm, I'm sure he remembers my reviews. I always used to bash NECA for having to constantly bring the, the hair dryer out in reviews and stuff like that. But that was just a frequent thing. What was that, Jason? What would you say? No, I never made that hairdryer picture because Jason suggested one day that I should go to Target, go to the NECA section, grab a hairdryer, a couple of them, and stick them on the pegs right next to their figures, and then have like a little NECA sticker on the box. Which would have been funny, but I just never got around to doing it. Well, I just never got to a point where I was so angry that I had to do that. Like, I had to make a point. Because there's times I've talked with NECA via Twitter or privately with Facebook messages and stuff like that. Because there's some cool dudes over there. I've talked to quite a few of them. I've even talked to their um, their head, like the, the main guy there, Randy Falk. Um, him and me have had encounters on Twitter in the past mostly great encounters but well if you don't know much about randy falk he's the, the the lead product development uh guy he pretty much runs the whole company he's not like the owner or anything but he does run the whole company he does the social media for twitter he goes to all the conventions he pimps out all their products he's like a everything man he, he tries to do a little bit of everything inside the company but there has been times where he would um, get a little too upset on the NECA official Twitter page. Now, he doesn't do that anymore, and I'm happy to hear that. He's very calm on there. He's really toned down. He's very professional on there now. Was, I should say he's a lot more professional. But in the past, he used to uh, get angry with the fans and... I was doing YouTube at the time, and I've talked back and forth with him on Twitter. So he knew who I was when I would tweet at him. And there was this one time 
and I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but there was this one time where there was this random person asking a question about one of their Predator figures that they just released. He was asking about uh, knee articulation. Like, does this figure have knee articulation? Now, if you know anything about NECA, most of their figures have knee articulation. That's just the standard. That, that's on all their action figures, at least all the, the recent ones from like the past 10, 12 years. Randy kind of got upset at that and kind of made fun of the guys like this is why I don't come on Twitter and blah 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 and this questions like this and I just replied saying hey it was just a simple articulation question but let's drag the guy through the mud anyway and it got like a lot of likes and I don't think he appreciated that but I was trying to make a point like hey not everybody knows your shit there's new people coming in all the time don't act like a prick but I've noticed he doesn't do that anymore, and he's a really cool dude. Like, you know, I, call, I just called him a prick, but hey, you know, it's tough love. He's a cool dude, and I hope everything is going well for him. But uh, yeah, you know, from time to time, I do hear of uh, some scoops, you know, some outside uh, sources. They feed me some information, and I get to find out some stuff before it's announced like you know the last of us two pack i actually knew about that like a week before they announced that a little birdie came to my ear and told me something it's like yeah you know that that thing you've been spamming them about for the longest time and i'm like is it and they're like yeah just keep an eye on the feeds and then sure enough it was there uh now i don't have any sources in like the video game industry or anything like that i got nobody i got absolutely nobody so when it comes to the video game stuff, I'm just out there in uncharted waters. Uh, if I say something, it's just coming from me. No sources of any kind. But when there's some NECA stuff coming out, uh, a few of the things I'm aware of before they're announced, just a couple things. Like there's stuff I don't even tell Jason. Like the Last of Us thing. I never told you that I knew about that before the announcement because I appreciate the information I'm getting and I respect the um the back and forth I have with this, I'll just say entity. I don't want to name drop or hint at who it might, might not be. It's not like you would know who it is, but I don't want to say it. Uh, so I, you know, I respect that. I, I don't want to break that trust. So if I hear something, I keep my mouth shut. Unless they tell me I can say something. If they say I can say something, then I'll say something. But here's something some of you may not know. I'm not sure if NECA ever officially said this publicly, but I think it's okay to say now. Back in 2010, when they were releasing some of the EA stuff, like Crisis, Dante's Inferno, Army of Two, and a few other things, they were trying to get Mass Effect. They were actually very close to getting Mass Effect, but it just didn't pan out something went down i don't know what happened maybe bioware didn't like a prototype maybe they wanted too much money i don't know the whole story but for some reason they couldn't get mass effect and well there you go now with last of us there is one thing i can't say about that i do know that they were going after that ip for the longest time like a few years at least maybe even longer than that 
The problem was Naughty Dog was just playing hardball. It wasn't so much on Sony's end. Naughty Dog is just very protective over their IPs. And they're very cautious about who they want to give it to when it comes to collectibles. So I guess NECA came to a deal and Naughty Dog approved of it. And that's why we're getting uh, TLU stuff now. Uh, I hope we get more stuff from that line. I hope it's not just a one-off because NECA sometimes does that. They do a one-off and then that's it. We got one Nathan Drake figure from Uncharted 4. And that was it. Everybody was hoping we get Elena, we get um, Sully, Chloe, and a few other characters, but that just never happened. I I expected at least a few Nathan Drake figures, but we didn't get that. But yeah, NECA is just a really cool brand. If you ever go to Target and you're in the movie and um, like TV show section, you know, the electronics near the video games and stuff like that, if you just head over to the right or head over to the left a little bit. When you go to that back wall all the way in the back, you'll see Funko Pops usually. And then right next to the Funko Pops, you'll see a wall of these big boxes. Some of them will say Friday the 13th, Predator, Alien, fancy boxes that has an opening flap in the front. That's NECA products. Uh, now, their stuff is a little pricey. Now, at least. Uh, back in the day, it wasn't too bad. You were playing. You were playing. You were paying about like twenty dollars ish per figure. Now it's around twenty eight to thirty seven dollars. It just depends on what kind of figure it is, what line it's from, all that. Uh, now that might seem pricey, but the good thing about NECA figures is the value of them shoots up very quickly, and that's because NECA is a small company with like forty to fifty employees. They're in New Jersey, which is not that far from me, only a couple hours. And, you know, they don't make a lot. Like, when they release something, it's almost like a limited run. Sure, it may have a second or third release wave, but for the most part, a lot of their shit is limited. Like, you have a small window to get some of this stuff, maybe two to three months, sometimes even less, depending on what kind of figure it is from, like, a certain franchise, like let's say it's uh, a Freddy Krueger figure. Sometimes those go very quickly, like within a month. Then you have to hope they just do another restock. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, but yeah, if you collect NECA figures, the value of them shoots up dramatically. Now here's a little tip for anybody who collects. Listen up, Jason and George. If you pick up a NECA figure and whatever, it could be TMNT, whatever, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Most of the time, the value is going to go up on those figures. I'd say maybe 75 to 80% of the time. So that's a very high percentage uh, when you compare it to like other lines, like from McFarlane, like their DC line, and Star Wars, and you know the list goes on. But those figures from like McFarlane and Hasbro they're mass produced most of them at least so you're going to have a lot of them floating around but with NECA like I said there's a limited run with these you pick one up the moment it's out of stock the value just shoots up immediately there's so many figures I have of NECA where I spent like 28 30 dollars and then like a year later maybe even less than that, 
it's 80 to 150 dollars the figure so it's a very good investment if you care about adding value to your collection and you want to sell some of them down the line highly recommend NECA for that like you're gonna get your money's worth you're gonna get an awesome figure you're gonna get the, the fancy box treatment and it's a great product to have in or out of the box and the cool thing I like about NECA stuff is they make it very easy for you to put it back inside the packaging. So if you decide, hey, you don't want it laying around on your shelves anymore and you want to put the figure back in its original packaging, you can do that with no problem. It's very similar to like Funko Pops uh, when it comes to the packaging where you can just put them back in there and it's, you're all good to go and it looks brand new. Uh, it's just a, a cool brand has its issues, but what doesn't have, have its issues? Like, I think every brand uh, of anything, doesn't even have to be uh, toys, like even video games, whatever. Any product, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they're going to have issues in some departments. Maybe the controller has a problem, like the PS5 DualSense is the first two controllers they released. They apparently have, like, a spring issue in the right trigger. Like, it, it can get loose, and then you know, the right trigger doesn't work anymore. I have those old controllers. I don't have any issues with them. Now, when I say the old controllers, I'm I'm talking about the first wave of the white DualSense controllers, the red Cosmic one, and the, the Midnight Black. I think that's what it's called. Those three apparently have that spring issue. All the other colors that have been released uh, uh, since then have had that issue fixed. But I don't know about you, George or Jason. Have you had any issues with the triggers not working. What'd you say, George? Just recently, what happened to your... It went up and down on its own. Okay, so... Was it the right trigger? Oh, the left trigger. Okay. So I, I guess that problem would be on both triggers because it's the same springs on each side. So yeah, the left or the right trigger, that can have that issue. And Jason just said he doesn't have any issues with his... I believe he has two of the white ones, but one of them is brand new, right, for you? You still have it in the packaging? Okay. Uh, I have the white one that came with the console and the black controller. Uh, no issues. And I use them all the time. So don't feel like, oh, I don't want to pick those up, then I'll go for one of the other colors. No, you'll probably be fine. But just be aware that some of the older controllers that could still be sitting on the shelves may have that problem, but I'm pretty sure they've been replaced since then because the PS5 has been out for what, like two years now? Almost two years? Well, yeah, we're getting there, yeah. I mean, it came out November 2020, so at the end of the year, it's going to be two years. Like We're getting close. And it's still hard to get the consoles, which is nuts. That has to do with the part shortages, the silicone, and the, the chips all of that because of the pandemic and everything just went out of whack. So I don't see that improving anytime soon, but yeah, back to NECA, uh, NECA, NECA. Now I'm looking at my shelf right now. I think I have about ballpark guess. I think there's gotta be 300 figures here around that. And I have some rare ones. Like I just mentioned dead space, uh, Nobody makes Dead Space merchandise anymore. Well, that might change when the remake comes out, which is uh, January, I believe, of next year. Uh, but yeah, I have two of the 
five Dead Space figures NECA made. And just to give you an idea of how much these things are worth, the Dead Space figures were $20 when they came out back in 2010. Or in 2011, I think maybe it was. The Dead Space 2 Isaac Clark figure that I have right here, which you may have seen on Instagram. I'm not sure if I posted a picture of that one or, or not. If I didn't, I'll take one soon and throw it on there. But just that figure alone, loose, last I checked, it was going for like almost $150. Loose. I uh, have the Dead Space 1 figure, one of them. They made like three of them. Uh, it might be the bloody variant. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's that one. That goes for around 200, I think. So the value of NECA figures is very high. And this is just a couple of them. I can keep going. Like I have the big Rosie from uh, Bioshock 2. I don't even know how much that goes for now. It's probably extremely high. Uh, I have the uh, Jeanette Vasquez figure right above me from Aliens, the smart gun one. Indy actually has a brand new one in package, and I believe a brand new one in package goes for around 200 to 250 something like that. And it's just going to keep going up because it, it doesn't look like NECA is going to release her again because uh, well, I, I've talked to them about this and, and they're they got to be right. You know, they have the statistics. They say human figures just don't sell as good as the predators or the aliens or the monster figures or the creatures. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it sucks. I, I would like the human figures to sell just as good, but that's just not how it goes. And there's a reason why they don't make a lot of kids. And I know a lot of people always bash NECA over the head. Why don't you make more kids? The, the adult characters don't sell that great kids it's even worse so they've done a few like they've done newt from aliens they did john connor i have him and her uh they did rue from the hunger games they did kevin from home alone uh the little boy that's in that christmas movie was a christmas carol is that the name of it what's his name atreus okay no, no, not, not that's God of War, Jason. You're throwing me off here. No, there's God of War. No, what's the what's that kid's name from that movie? You know which movie I'm talking about? It's that it's that Christmas movie with the the little kid, the the blonde hair. It's got the glasses on. Christmas Carol, something. I, I I can't remember the name of it. I'm sure you guys are screaming at your uh, phones or whatever you're using to listen to this episode right now. You're like it's this. I can't remember. Like it's in my head, but I just. I don't see it. Um, but yeah, they don't make a lot of kids. Um, they mostly just focus on... Well, they used to just focus on aliens and Predator, but things have changed recently. Now, their main focus, and this saddens me, but this is where the money is, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They release packs of that frequently. It seems like every month they have like two or three new figures coming out. I know I'm exaggerating. It's probably every other month or whatever, but you get my point. Because TMNT, for some reason, now I understand it's a popular cartoon from the 80s. I get all that. It has a massive following. But for some reason, for the past 
40 years or so, however long it's been around, it still kills in the merchandise. Like, it, it just sells like hotcakes. I got to admit, I'm not a TMNT fan, so I'm going to be a little critical here and there. That's just normal. You know, that's that's how our brains work. Uh, but yeah, that's that's their main focus now. It sucks because I'm a big Aliens guy, and they just push that to the side a little bit right now. Not completely, because they, they're still releasing Xenomorphs. Like, they just released the uh, Xenos from the Aliens Fireteam game, at least a few of them. So, you know, they're still jumping in there here and there. But what saddens me is I like the human characters from the Alien movies. So I have to, like, sit and wait forever to get, like, a new character. Like, I really want a pwn from Aliens. I want more of the Kenner humans from uh, the old toy line because they they do uh, throwbacks to old figures and they do their own version of it, you know, a NECA version, and they're really cool. But those don't come that often, and I have to just wait and beg them <laughs> to release something new. But the money is just not there, and, and when they do release these, they're just doing it to be nice and saying, hey, we're giving you this because we know you guys want this, but that's not where the money is. So I appreciate it when they put out a new human from uh, aliens or predator like i said all their money is in predators and xenomorphs uh, and of course tmnt and the horror stuff that they do like friday the 13th uh which that one's a little weird because of the whole lawsuit thing that went down i i think they can still make stuff for it um i think jason x is still on the table i've heard some rumors now this isn't from my source or anything but i have heard rumors that they are working on a jason x I can't confirm that. And even if I didn't know, I probably wouldn't 100% tell you that it's real. So uh, I think it's a good guess right now that they are working on that. But I'm going to throw something in the mix. I'm not saying it's coming, but I've heard that they're very interested in Starship Troopers. Because you got the, you, they got you know the soldiers, you got the space marines, and then you got the bugs with the aliens. They're looking at the bugs because they can probably get people to army build those things. Like there's some people who buy 15, 20 of them just to create a, a, a scene from like the movie where there's just a bunch of bugs jumping on the the soldiers and everything. Now the question is, can they get the actors likeness rights? Because you may think, oh, the, the, those people in that movie they're not that big and you know they could easily get them but that that's not how it goes i mean okay like let's take this for example like lance henriksen from aliens he wasn't that hard to get from what i heard because he wants he wants there to be figures of him and stuff he's, he's he's into all that and shit uh now with another actor maybe they want more money or they're playing hard to get some don't even want an action figure of themselves um uh what's what's so uh, he passed. Uh, who was the actor that played a pwn from Aliens? Oof, I can't. I can't remember his name. But he didn't want an action figure of himself. So that's one of the reasons why we couldn't get him. However, he has passed, and which is unfortunate and sad. Um, but what these toy companies tend to do is they wait a few years, 
after somebody passes and then they go to the family and then they ask we would like to you know honor your you know your husband or your you know your brother and we want to make an action figure from from one of these movies that he's popular and would you let us do it we'll give you a cut and, you know we'll make a deal and a lot of the time they say yeah sure um but he didn't want a figure of himself so i know that might be that might be weird maybe the family might respect what he wanted and they may not ever do him but i really hope we get an opponent figure at some point and not Kenner opponent i have Kenner opponent down there it's not you know the actor it's just that old Kenner line stuff you got to have opponent they did so many of the other marines i feel like it's just a big hole missing in my aliens collection up there i i got hicks i got huts and i got newt i got Ripley, tons of Ripley's. I have Bishop. I have Burke. They did Burke. Uh, shit, I'm I'm just forgetting people's names right now. Uh, Paul Reiser. I think that's his name, right? Paul Reiser. They got him. I need Gorman. I need a Pwn, and I need Drake, and then I'm good. The other Marines, it's not necessary like it'd be cool if they did some of the other ones like the 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 chick who was flying the the drop ship and all that with the cool like reflective helmet uh i forget her name in the movie but yeah that'd be cool but it's not necessary like i'm not begging for that it's it's a great hobby i mean i love collecting these things and not just for the value reasons like i i genuinely love having these on the shelf like they look great they pop they're just so, I don't want to say so well made, because like I said earlier, there is some issues. You got to be careful. Get the hair dryer, get the heat, get the water, get everything you need to be safe. But yeah, it's just a great thing to have on your shelf. Once you buy one, you're going down the rabbit hole. You're going to be wanting more of them, especially if you start collecting any of their video game stuff that they've done in the past because they've done so much of it like i have a whole shelf big shelf completely dedicated to their player select line that's what they label their video game stuff as player select at least they used to i don't know if they still do that i got half-life gordon freeman which that's a rare figure now if you can get that Grab it. If you see it in a store somewhere, some local mom and pop shop, get that immediately because I don't see them bringing that back. They brought it back once and that's how I got it. And that was it. Um, But yeah, I hope they do more Sony stuff. I was hoping for a Death Stranding line. They never gave us that. Uh, I even poked at them about Death Stranding. Didn't really get much of a response. So it it was it didn't feel like they wanted to do that they didn't want to get norman reedus but but i figured they might have been interested in doing it because they did boondock saints back in the day norman reedus is in that they have a good relationship with sony and now uh horizon zero dawn is one i'm actually bugging them about uh or, or forbidden west whatever just give me an aloy i don't i don't care which version that would be an incredible line. Now, I know they can't do the Thunderjaw. They can't do the Tall Neck. If you wanted to do a Tall Neck in a 7-inch scale line, that Tall Neck would be all the way up to my ceiling. Maybe even even past the ceiling. It'd probably be even higher than that. You gotta take into account the scale in the game of Aloy walking 
up near the uh, tall neck. That thing is massive. Yeah, I should have mentioned this earlier, but they tend to just make 7-inch scale stuff. Sometimes they do 8-inch scale things, but that's usually their retro cloth line. That's the, the fabric clothing, Mego style figures, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I do have some in my collection because there's times they'll release something like Bill and Ted. We'll use that as an example. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, like I had to get that. They only did it in the retro cloth line. Jason just said Bob Ross had to get that. Uh, I would prefer just a traditional action figure of them, but if they're only going to do that retro cloth thing, okay, it's fine. I'll get it. If it's something I really, really want, I like I have Interstellar over there. Uh, let's see. I think I have Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. They did that in the retro cloth line. Uh, it's missing all of its accessories because I actually got that one off of eBay, but I found it for a really good deal. And I just kind of found stuff that looks like the things he used in the movie. And I kind of just gave him all that. And it looks like it's him from the film. I, I eventually I am going to hunt down the parts for that one because I want to complete it. That's an expensive figure. Uh, even if I wanted to just sell him like that with nothing, I could probably get a good price for it. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go over everything in my collection. Maybe one of these days I will make a quick video, post it on our social media, and I'll show you my entire NECA collection. Because I don't want to just do pictures. Pictures, you got to have the like, uh, you got to like zoom in and then like kind of move the photo around and try to get a good look at everything. I'm, I'm not going to make you do that. So at some point, I will do a walkthrough. And that's something I used to do on my YouTube channel. So maybe I'll do another one. It's, it's been a long time. Uh, and I'll just show you my NECA collection. I mean, I, I guess I can show you everything, but uh, I just, my eye got caught over there. Uh, I forgot to mention I have the exclusive DC two packs that had Predator and Alien. Uh, it was the Aliens versus, uh, or Batman versus Aliens or whatever the hell it was called. I can't remember. It was that old comic book line. They released a Batman and a Xenomorph, and the Xenomorph has a Joker theme. It's all white. It's dome. It's all green. It's got, like, red all around the, all around the mouth. Gives it th that Joker look. I actually have two of those. have one in the box with the Batman. Brand new, and I have a loose one. Uh, you know what? I'll take a picture of that in a couple of days and post it on Instagram. Uh, it's really cool. It's a very expensive figure. I, I got very lucky with these because the San Diego Comic-Con two packs, um, I forgot to mention the other one I have, uh, have a, a Green Lantern and a Sinestro Predator. Those were just supposed to be San Diego Comic-Cons and that's it. And then you couldn't get them anymore. Maybe like a year later, NECA just started pushing them into Walmarts without saying anything. And then I said to myself, oh, shit, I should go check my Walmart and see if I get lucky and if there's any of them there. Because they made four of them. There's not just the two I mentioned. They did a Superman and an alien one. And I think they did an armored Batman with a Predator. Yeah, so there's four of them. Uh, I went to the Walmart. I saw uh, the two I just mentioned that I have. 
grabbed them immediately, brought them to the counter. The guy knew what they were because he's actually a NECA collector. The dude I uh, encountered at Walmart, the worker, he's like, oh, I only collect the Jason stuff. And he saw this. He's like, wow, you, you got a good deal, man. Like, these are only $50 at our store, which is very cheap. It's actually cheaper than what they were at San Diego Comic-Con. I think they were charging like 70 or 80 these things go for like almost 300 each now and they're they're going to keep going up because they can't make these again because McFarlane has the master license in this scale for DC. NECA can't put these out again unless something changes in the future. They can't. But I also heard that uh, from that source I have that they had a hard time getting these out because they had a lot of legal things they had to jump over with they had a get things uh, squared away with Dark Horse Comics and DC, 20th Century Fox, they were still called that at the time. It, it was a nightmare to get these things released. So the chances of them actually bringing these back is very slim. People spend like 150 or 40 just on the Joker alien. Loose. You see how this shit adds up over time, guys? Trying to create new NECA collectors out there. I mean, sure, I'm pitching you guys the uh, look how much they're worth thing. Like, but that's not why I collect them. But it is a cool bonus. Like, it, it's awesome to see the things you love and appreciate go up in value. It just it makes them even better. I don't know. That's just how I feel. It's and 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 if you're in a situation where you need quick money whether it's an emergency or whatever, and you have this kind of a collection, you just take a couple figures and take care of whatever expense just hit you in the face. I will say this, when January rolls around, and if I don't have enough saved for the PlayStation VR 2, I am going to sell a couple figures. I, I don't want to, and I hope I don't have to, but if it comes to that, I probably will, because I want the PSVR 2. Like, I want it. I want it. I want that thing on my head. I want to get lost in that whatever world I'm in. And I want to experience something new in in the gaming realm. Like, I I want to try something new. I I mean, I love the traditional controller. I love the consoles. Handhelds, all that stuff's great. But I want to do something I haven't done before. Like, I want to have a new experience. And I think the PlayStation VR 2 is going to provide that for me. I'm not getting a Virtual Boy. I heard you, Jason. All right, now we're going to go into the Virtual Boy for a second. See, now Jason triggered me. How in the world, like, just how did Nintendo pass that? Like, say, okay, yeah, that's good. Put it on the shelves. You had to put this thing on your face, or you had to lean into it and look inside to see a bright red light. Bright red light. With you know a little black in there, but it was all red. You had to stick your eyeballs up against this and stare at red for however long you want to stare at it. But people reported after 15, 20 minutes, colors just started to look white after using the virtual boy. This thing didn't last very long. They took it off the shelves within a year but it shouldn't have never gotten to that point. How did they pass that? Who at Nintendo was like, that's a good idea. Let's stare at bright red, bright red screens. Yeah. 
this is going to sell. Yeah, that was just a disaster. Thanks, Jason, for triggering me. I didn't think I'd be talking about the Virtual Boy on a NECA-themed episode, but that's just how it goes on this show. Shit just goes off the rails at any time. I, I don't know what else to say about NECA. I mean, I, I guess there is other stuff I can say. Uh, you know, back on YouTube, when I was doing those reviews, I know NECA watched a few of them. I, I know they watched a few of them. There was a couple they watched... And hopefully they took the criticism that I gave them because in most of my toy reviews, I didn't sugarcoat anything. Like if I saw something I didn't like, I was going to mention it. If I saw something that was just wrong about the figure, like there was something like, like there was a design flaw in it, I would bring it out. And there's a lot of reviewers out there in the collectible YouTube space. They they don't mention those things, especially the ones who get product reviews. They seem to just gloss over that because they don't want to upset the company that sent them the product to review. And I, that's the uh, negative of accepting those things from companies because then you're in this awkward position where you're like, oh, if I say something they don't like, they're not going to send me more stuff. So let me keep this mostly positive. And with my Necker reviews, and some of them actually got some decent views. This was before YouTube started becoming stupid with everything, you know, how they are now. Trying to build a channel in 22 is just impossible on YouTube. The algorithm will fight you to the death and bury you in the ground. Like, it just doesn't want you. It doesn't want new people. It only wants the popular guys. And even the popular guys struggle now. But yeah, those people just don't want to risk that. I didn't give a shit. There, there was a few times I got something from a company. Like, there was this emoji company that did emojis for, like, blankets put emojis like on blankets and pillows and all this stuff they actually reached out to me and they said hey we want to send you something and i'm like okay uh sure you could send me something but i, I gotta warn you guys i say anything on my channel like i, I there, there's some language you know if i see something i don't like i'm gonna mention that like i had to make that very clear to them and they were just like no no that's okay we just want to send it to you it was one of the few times a company reached out to me personally to give me something, which I thought was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I got a uh, a poop emoji pillow. I actually uh, picked that one because they said, hey, which one do you want? And I saw the poop pillow, which I still have somewhere around here. And I was like, yes, I want that. And as for the rest of the stuff, it just surprised me. So th they sent me some like pencils and stickers, uh, stress balls. Little things like that. Now, if you want to watch my YouTube channel, you really can't because I unlisted everything. And that was because of the whole weird thing that was going on with YouTube toy channels a couple of years ago with the government and everything and telling people like you have to label your videos right or we're going to come after you. We're going to come after you. 
And that wasn't the reason why I stopped doing YouTube. That was just the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. I just hated making videos on YouTube towards the end because of YouTube's policies and how they treated creators and how they just uh, shove you down. Like, you can't get the views you want anymore. Like, I was getting a couple thousand views here and there. I know that doesn't sound like much, but you know, there, there's a few videos I had that hit 10, 20,000 even 30,000. I don't know how. Yes, teeny mates. Thank you for reminding me of that. I hated those things. I did a video, got over 30,000 views, and I was upset because I was like, I've done so many good toy reviews, and this shit gets over 30,000 views. But whatever. Yeah, I stopped doing YouTube just because of how restrictive everything was. I'll post a video, and then it'll be like, oh, you, you said this. You, you did this, you showed this, you can't show that, we're going to demonetize you, we're going to block you in some countries, we're going to make sure some of your videos don't go up in the search results so you, nobody sees your video. Oh, you want your subscribers to watch your videos and be notified when you post new stuff? Well, we're going to mess with that too. And just all of that stuff combined drove me nuts. And to the point where I just lost the urge and the motivation. And then, of course, like I was just saying with the whole government weird shit, I was like, oh, you know, frick this. I'm done. And and, and on top of that, they were actually going after some uh, toy videos on some channels that they felt that was too mature. Uh, it was it was bizarre. And there was two videos I had that got affected by that. At the time, they had this bot. Uh, YouTube that was just going around flagging videos. So I decided to just unlist everything immediately before the bot came after more of my videos. So if you want to watch one of my reviews, like if you really, really, really want to watch one of my reviews, get in contact with me. I can um, not put it public, but there's something you can do on the on a specific video where uh, you can give access to some people to watch it like via a link. If you really want to watch some of them, I will provide those links so you can see some of the YouTube reviews. Uh, I have like, what, like five, six hundred videos. I mean, there's some that are shit because <laughs> the old ones, especially. But there are some good reviews there. And if you do want to see some of them, I'll go and cherry pick some of my favorites and you can check them out. But only if you request that. I'm not going to just go out of my way and do it. When nobody's asking, but that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this now. Started with NECA, then I went to YouTube, then I went off YouTube for a while, and then a couple of years later, me and Jacques decide to start a podcast, Boundless Gamers, and here we are now. We have a Twitch channel, uh, Indy and Ash joined. It all starts back with NECA. This is why I wanted to do an episode about NECA, because that's where it all started for me. NECA collectibles. It's crazy to think that, but that's how I got into all this. Aliens NECA figures. Who would have thought nine years ago, I, I, I would be on this path to YouTube and then this podcast. And, and meet a lot of cool people along the way. I, there's a bunch of YouTubers I still uh, talk to. Some who are retired, don't do it anymore. Some who are still who are still active. 
I know a lot of people in in these uh, toy groups. Some of them work in the industry. There's mom and pop shop owners I've I've talked to. And yeah, I don't want to really get into that. NECA's kind of screwed over the mom and pop shops these days. They just focus on the big chains. I I actually know a few guys who had to close their shops because they they depended on NECA. They like there were some stores that just sold NECA, which is not a good idea. And I can't 100% pin that on NECA. I don't think it's a good idea for you to throw all of your eggs into one basket. If you're going to have a a toy store or whatever, you got to sell a bunch of different shit because your connections with the company may change. And if that happens, you you go under. I mean, that's just how it is. That That's a whole pet peeve of mine. I've talked to some of these um, mom and pop shop owners and, and I asked them like, well, how do you decide what you want to put in your store? And some of them told me, well, I just pick what I like. And I was like, yeah, like that's cool, but should you be picking things that are going to sell? Like, hey, I like this line that's so niche, and I think it's an awesome line. Would I put that in my store? The sales numbers weren't really there? No. Hey, I hate My Little Pony, but if there's another wave of My Little Pony... Uh, you know, that ebbs and flows, My Little Pony. There's some years it's very popular, there's some years it's not. But if there's a year where it's extremely popular and I owned a store, guess what's going on the shelf? I I don't like My Little Pony, but hey, that's where the money is. So I think some of these shops forget that. I think they let their collecting hobby in their own head get in the way when they're running a business. I don't run a business, and I know that, like, 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 do you agree with that, George? Should you sell things that are going to sell? Like, doesn't that make sense? You shouldn't just pick. I'm not saying you can't pick this other stuff. You can have that stuff on the shelf, but you got to make sure you have things that are going to sell. Yeah, you got to have exactly. George said you have to have a wide variety of stuff. And I can't really... I can't, I mean, sometimes I feel bad for some of these shops, but other times I'm like, well, you kind of got there your own way. You, like, it's kind of your fault. It's true that NECA does favor the big retailers now. Now, you might be thinking, well, they're a business. They should do that. But they also should remember where they came from. A lot of the small shops actually saved their company. Because when Toys R Us went under, that was one of their big retailers. They were in trouble uh, for a good month or two. I know that doesn't sound like a very long time, but when you're running a business, a month or two can wreck you. And a lot of these small online mom and pop shops or the physical places, they gathered together and, and helped NECA out. And when they needed NECA, NECA wasn't there. So that is kind of shitty. Like I said, I don't sugarcoat things. I'll, I'll tell you like it is with NECA. I got a love-hate relationship with them. There's things I love about NECA. There's things I don't like about NECA. But at the end of the day, they make cool shit, and I like to collect it. Yeah, NECA keeps going up in price. I, I don't know. 
what I'm going to do with some of these lines now. Well, I've already said I'm not collecting any more Xenomorphs because the Xenomorphs are now $42. I'm not spending $42 on a Xenomorph when I have a bunch of them. I probably have 15 or 20 Nekazinos around there. Maybe less, maybe more. I, I don't know the exact number. I don't feel like counting them right now. Uh, but yeah, some of their other lines, they've gone up. But this also has to do with the entire industry and everything else in the world, not just the toy industry. Everything is going up in price. There's inflation. The shipping costs coming out of China, like for each of the cargo things, like they have the space that they need to ship these things. Like the fees are going so high up. Like I was actually talking to someone who knows about all of that stuff, who actually deals with those things on a regular basis. And they said it's jumped up like 30%, 40% in some situations. So when that happens, the price for things are going to go up. Just look at food, look at gas. Well, gas, that has to do with the whole Russia thing, but we're not going to get into that. I mean, ever since that went down, gas prices went through the roof. But everything is getting affected. and Everybody's like, oh, neck is getting expensive. I'm like, Look at Hasbro. They went up $5. Look at the Black Series line. It's like $25, $27 now. It used to be 20 bucks. Not that long ago. Like, less than a year ago. Not that long ago. So it's jumped quite a bit. Uh, McFarlane is still selling a lot of their figures for $20, which... They must have a hell of a deal with the DC to sell figures at that price range. I don't know all of the ins and outs of how that shit works. But somehow they're able to sell their stuff at 20. Uh, Jazzwares, like with their Halo line, theirs is still around $20 as well. And that reminds me, I have to pick up George uh, from Reach. Uh, it's the, it was the Spartan with the big, like, minigun looking thing. He just came out. I haven't seen him anywhere, but I have to keep an eye out because he's coming out. And then I think in a month or two, the last uh, Reach Spartan, I think, what's his name? He's blue. The blue Spartan. I don't know his name. I just need George and uh, not the George that's in the party. You could dress up as a Spartan if you want, but his name is spelled differently. It's J-O-R-G-E. It's not G-E-O-R-G-E. It's not Jorge. That's what Jason just said. Jorge, no, it's Orge Posada, I believe. That was a Yankees catcher. Yeah, I have to keep telling the listeners that I'm talking to Jason right now, so I'm not crazy. I do have voices in my head. Sometimes I do. I know when I don't get enough sleep, audio hallucinations can happen. Like, I've had it happen twice. I mentioned it already on the on the show. I believe I mentioned it in our dreams episode when I was, when I did that one with Jacques, uh, I think it was only two episodes ago. So check that one out. It's a great episode. I, I mentioned how I, I didn't sleep for a few days and I just heard a random voice. I'm like, yeah, that. And then there's nobody in the house. So, I mean, of course the first instinct is to check the windows. Maybe somebody's by the window to like screwing with you. Nobody was there. So that was just my brain being so exhausted where it was just spewing nonsense, audio hallucination. 
I mean, maybe I'll see Liara just pop up in front of me. Could that happen? I hope so. Because if my brain generated that, I probably wouldn't sleep just to see Liara every once in a while. But I think we're coming towards the end of this episode because I'm very thirsty and I don't have a water next to me. And that's just the worst thing you can possibly do when you're doing a podcast. Like, you got to have a drink. And I've been going on for a little over an hour with no drink. I don't know how long this is going to be when the whole thing is edited and cleaned up. Might be less than an hour. Who knows? But yeah, I'm dying here. I need something to drink. So I'm just going to push this towards the end now. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, Had a lot of fun here. And thank you, George and Jason, for being in my headset, hearing the, the live version of this. And that's one cool thing about my solo episodes is uh, I can I can give people that treatment. Oh, some of my friends, I can let them listen in if they want. Can't really do that if we're having a two, three man show and then have people on top of that listening you know, in our in our headsets. That wouldn't work. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, guys, for tuning in and just thanks for listening. Like, thanks for being here every week. Sure, our numbers aren't that crazy. <laughs> For our pot for our podcast, let's see. You know, my brain's starting to shut off. I'm getting tired. Uh, but every listen, every click, every download, we appreciate the support. Like you give us, we, we I, I can't thank you enough. And I I, I, I want to give you guys a quick update about our merch. We are making moves and setting, starting to set things up to get a store ready. Like we're not quite there yet. But we have a plan now. Like, we have the sites we're going to use. We just need to set things up. We may need to make a prototype or two, you know, for ourselves to see if it's all good. Because we don't want to just put the stores up and not know the quality of the stuff and just say, ah, whatever they get, they get. Uh, No. So we want to make sure all that's good on our end. And we got to sort out all the other bullshit, you know financial stuff all of that so once we have everything ready we're gonna let you guys know don't worry uh but yes please check out the link tree down in the description below it has all of our shit down there it'll lead you to instagram twitter our, our discord twitch page balance gamers uh we stream on mondays wednesdays and fridays that's usually the days we do it some weeks we miss one of those days Maybe sometimes we do it on a different day, but that's kind of the schedule we're trying to stick to for the most part. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 9 p.m. Eastern-ish. Join us. It's fun. Have a good time. And pretty soon, we're going to be doing live episodes. All four of us on camera. No editing. I can't hide behind my editing. So if I mess up, It's going to be there live and all. So hope you guys look forward to that. But yeah, thanks again for listening. I'm going to go now and um, go play some Fortnite, I guess. You guys want to play some Fortnite before I get off or no? Okay, cool. I I can't believe I'm playing Fortnite now. Indy, I hate you. I absolutely hate you and Ash. Suck it, Indian Ash. That's what Jason just said. I want both both of you can go suck it because now I'm playing Fortnite, and for the longest time, I just 
didn't want to touch it. And now I'm in the mix. Yeah, now you got George is playing it now. Jason's playing it. Jacques is the last man standing. And he's like, no, I have to draw the line. I have to stand. I have to fight everybody. I will not play this game. But one day, I think we can break him. Yes, we will bring him to the dark side, as George just said. So one day, Jacques, you're going to be playing Fortnite with us. It's going to happen. You might as well just do it sooner rather than later. That's it, guys. This has been episode 51 of the Balanced Gamers podcast. And we will not see you next week. We're bi-weekly now. We'll see you the week after. But until then, my name is Mike, and I'm out. Take it easy, guys. Stay safe and keep gaming. Peace.